someone I know, it's non-negotiable. Period. Mm. Your baby mamas, it's non-negotiable. Period. If you have a baby on me, <laughs> it's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Period. Yeah. The non-negotiable for me is gaslighting. It's how it happened, not mm -hmm. that it happened. Mm -hmm. It's that you try to make me feel crazy for what I know to be true. Mm. It's the, the deceit. It's the betrayal. It's the cover-ups. Mm -hmm. It's the stories. It's the all of the things that all always end up coming to the light. Welcome, family, to another episode of... It's non-negotiable. I'm Amber Ty. I'm Sarah Fontenot. And I'm Ernestine Morrison. And this is It's Non-Negotiable, where we talk about everything that is non-negotiable. It is unwavering, unshakable, uncompromising. We are getting rid of anything that does not serve us. That means people, places, and things. And ladies, I am so happy to be on this platform with you two. Ooh. Y'all are my girlfriends. Yes. <laughs> it's I really mean, cool to get to work with your friends. Yes. It's giving green today, y'all. It's, it's giving, giving money. It's giving us, it's giving show me that money. money. It's giving money. Now don't be green. Don't be green, because you know we like to bring it. Because you know that's a non-negotiable. <laughs> we bring it every single also time. Also the truth. <laughs> it's very true. Listen, how y'all feeling? How was your week? Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I'm a little tired. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little tired too. I was like, woo, welcome to I'm it's to another drink. episode of I It's Not I swear I drink like energy. Let me get some energy. So well, y'all yeah, yeah, look tired. Y'all look, look like a million bucks. Oh, thank literally. You. Oh, honey. Thank you. Yes. This whole thing? <laughs> Threw this on. Gotta be careful with this outfit. Y'all see that left hand? <laughs> and that, that's her signature. Yeah, it's always. It's oh. the ring. The ring makes her do it. I mean, it's like she can't even help it. Just five carats, but who's counting? Oh, God. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Yes. We've been doing this podcast for a minute now. Yes, we have. Are we like podcasters or what? Yes. <laughs> I am so loving It's Non-Negotiable. I hope y'all are loving It's Non-Negotiable. Listen, tell us in the comments. We want you to comment and let us know what you love about It's Non-Negotiable the most. Let us know, who do you relate to the most? Do you relate to Amber? Do you relate to Sarah? Do you relate to Ernestine more? I mean, who do you relate? Or do you just relate to all of us? Because we're all so freaking amazing and relatable. Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Make sure you guys are subscribed um, to It's Non-Negotiable on YouTube. Yeah, and following and us on IG. Yes. It's mm -hmm. Non-Negotiable Pod. Share, share, share. Like, like, like. Yeah. Put it in the group chat. Because y'all know y'all like to put stuff in group chats. My group chat is Ratchet. Let me. I got a couple. It's actually called Ratchet Central. Hilarious. Yeah. What's even funnier about Ratchet Central is there's literally nothing ratchet about Sarah. Whoa, whoa. She's that is least, not true. She's the least ratchet of the group. Maybe the what, old Sarah, but this definition. Because 2009 Sarah, let me tell you, she was a trip. Sarah is from Canada Ooh. and the most polished. And I'm definitely pretty. I think all of us are really polished. We're so. very polished. This is the least ratchet <laughs> podcaster. Wait, we got to define what does ratchet actually Girl, mean? you know what ratchet you know? means. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going out with lingerie and Air Max is on. Mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of ratchet. Okay, so I'm bonnets. not going to the airport with my bonnet on. Ratchet. Yeah. Oh, that's never. Is that ratchet? What? I wouldn't even give that ratchet. I kind of feel like that's a little ghetto. That is cat. That is dope. That's ghetto. That's ghetto. She For said sure. it. Can that's we ghetto. say ghetto? <laughs> Can we say that? It, it, well, be, let me say it loud and clear. Do not go to the airport with your hair bonnet on. No. That is ratchet. And can we also not let our children do that? That would be phenomenal. Now, see, I think that's ratchet. You're beautiful, and your children ratchet. look a hot mess. 
What? No, I literally had, the, I knew this girl in Vegas where she always looked so good, but her kids just oh, always look, I'm like, that's a, no, that's a non-negotiable it's for me. non-negotiable. My child is going to look better than me. Right. You know what I mean? Non-negotiable. Yeah. If I look good, my kids look good. If I smell good, my kids smell good. Yes. If I'm fed good, my kids are fed good. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking yes. of non-negotiables, ladies, let's get to it. Okay. Let's get to it. Uh -oh. I just got to look on her face. She I said that so like, serious. I feel like it's about to go up. What are we talking about? We are talking about the C word. Cheating. Catfish. My mind went <laughs> completely somewhere else. <laughs> what was your mind? Oh, was? no. Terrible. It was that oh, ratchet. There is a business. And she's oh, like, point face. <laughs> <laughs> Currency. <laughs> no, we are talking about cheating in relationships. Ooh. I want to get to it. What are your non-negotiables when it comes to being in a relationship? and your man cheats on you. First of all, let's define cheating. Let's, okay. let's start there. Yeah. Because what I'm reading on these social media airwaves is that there are different definitions and things that are acceptable or may not be acceptable depending on whom the information is coming to. Uh -huh. So I heard a male podcaster talk about emotional cheating. He didn't believe in emotional cheating. He didn't believe that that was a thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, can someone shut this door for us, please? He didn't believe that that was a thing. Do y'all believe in emotional cheating? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Got mm -hmm. a shadow of a doubt. I also think that if a man, emo like, I think it's much more common for women to emotionally cheat. And mm -hmm. if a man emotionally cheats, I feel like it almost feels like that's worse because men are not more emotional than they are physical. Men yes. are much more physical. Mm -hmm. yes. So there's that aspect of it, too. It's like, dang. Before I was married, I used to always say, and this is, again, this is single me talking. Mm -hmm. But before I was married, I used to always say, I would get more mad at my man if he took a woman to dinner in the movies than I would if he just had sex with her. Yeah. Because I know a man can meet Sally Sue at the club and not know her last name and have sex with her and it means nothing. Yeah. But if you're getting to know Sally Sue, you know her favorite color. Yeah. You're taking her to dinner, movies, mm -hmm. you're spending intimate time. Mm -hmm. You really like her. Right. right. And if you really like her, then we have a problem and right. that is cheating. Yes. yes. Absolutely. That's emotional cheating. How do you know my favorite color and hers? Right. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> that doesn't work. No. <laughs> it's a no for me. Have you ladies ever cheated in a relationship? Never. 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 No. Never emotionally cheated? No. I have never cheated um, no, in any relationship, but I did. Okay. So I've never cheated, but in college I was dealing, I had dealings. Mm. You know what that means? Dealings. Mm -hmm. I think so. <laughs> I had dealings with a particular individual. I got my eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> I had dealings. We weren't in a relationship. We weren't an official boyfriend and girlfriend, but we had a thing, a, a situationship. Mm -hmm. And I also then sparked a situationship with someone that was very close to him. Ooh. Oh, and I didn't know. <laughs> Spicy. Right. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> wow. how close they really were. I knew they knew each other, of course. I'm mm -hmm. not going to say it or act like I didn't know. But I knew they, I knew that they knew each other, but I didn't know to the extent of how they knew each other. Yeah. And it hurt him really mm -hmm. bad. Even though we were just in a situation, we weren't boyfriend and he girlfriend. He should have claimed what he wanted. That's yeah, on him. Amen. Hey, man, you should have claimed it because I know you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. So, have you ever cheated? I haven't. Okay. In my eyes. Anytime someone cheated. says, in my eyes. Uh, well. In my eyes, I never cheated because I was in a relationship with a guy and I told him that the relationship was over mm. because there was somebody else I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And the guy, the, the ex, he just couldn't, ex he couldn't accept it. Mm. So we eventually got back together 
And then he asked about this other guy. And I'm like, you can't ask me about that. I technically was not with you. Right. But you were. No. You just didn't hear me. Right. So he thinks, let him tell it. I cheated. But I did not cheat. Yeah. I told him. Yeah. He just wasn't willing to accept it. Yeah. So no, I've never cheated. Have y'all ever been in a situation where there was cheating going on? Like you were cheating with someone who was in a relationship? Wait, cheating? Wait, say Like that? someone was in a relationship and you was in the relationship with them. Oh, she trying to air our dirty laundry. I don't even know what that means. Were you the side chick? I would never. I'm not mm. that. Or I, not even married. What if they just had a thing going on? No. I, I feel no, never. I feel like she said, no, never. No, I'm I'm like a main course type. Like I I'm I don't like to. I, let me say this first of all because I feel like disclaimer. I am open to a conversation about openness. Yeah. Because in the same way that you were saying, like I don't feel like a man having sex with someone else takes anything away from how much a man loves me. Now that being said, I've never, I've only ever been in a monogamous relationship. I've never been in a, um, you know, in a in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. But at this age, I feel like I don't know what five years, ten years, twenty years of marriage looks like because I've never experienced it. Yeah. And I want my man to feel safe enough to be able to say, baby, I want to try something different. Mm-hmm. So I'm per- I'm sure I'm going to get crucified for that. People could say whatever they want to mm-hmm. say, but I'm just, uh, you know, I think about how men are wired and how it happens. And for me, I just don't want any surprises. And I also feel like I'm a main course girl. I'm yeah. never going to be the, 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 unless I just didn't know, yeah. but I, I, Mm-mm, I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. And I think I would be so hurt if I was put into that position where that where I didn't know because I don't like surprises. Well, I was put in a position, not married. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't fool with marital stuff. But yeah, I was put in a position in my twenties mm. where I started liking this person. Yeah, and then like, well into it, he told me he had a girlfriend, mm. and he's like, "Oh, we're off and on," <gasps> and I'm like, "Okay, like I don't know really know what that means." And I was in my twenties and just like naive yeah. and could never in in this day and age, Ernestine could. I mean, I'm married, so but if I was single. Yeah. Could never. Yeah. If you tell me you're in a situationship, a relationship, a half ship, it's 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 a, no it's, a it's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely had a similar experience mm-hmm. where I was in something, didn't know the full situation. And then when the full situation came to light, there were still lies about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I realized what it was, I was halfway in love with the guy. Mm. Uh, so that, it was very hurtful. It was a very hard. How long did you situation. stay in it? Oh, Chad, it's hard for me to talk about. I'm gonna go ahead and be a little bit vulnerable for the people, but um, it was about two years. But I, but for about a year and a half, he was know. not honest. Mm-mm. Wow, he was not honest about what it really was. Wow. So um, yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. But from that experience, I vowed to never do that to another woman. Yeah. I vow to do my fact checking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to check facts. Yeah. Um and really understand and know who that person is mm. and what's going on in their life. And sometimes you just you can't, but you can also there's always that place where there's a red flag here and yeah. a red flag there that we kind of ignore. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe if I hadn't ignored that red flag, yeah. this would have been revealed to me sooner. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I, I pay attention to red flags. Mm-hmm. I, I don't ignore them. Man, I feel like the, in, in an experience that I've had of, and this is why I'm saying, I feel like I actually just experienced cheating, right? And um, 
I got to tell you, I never thought that I would experience it because even this person was like, you're my dream girl. Yeah. You're my wish come true. I can't believe I'm so lucky to have mm. you. Like saying all these things, we're going to be married. This He asked my dad for permission to marry me. Like literally all of these things, mm. all of these signs where he's like, it's just us, it's just us. But the red flag was baby mama. And I remember saying, you know, I want to meet her. Like I want to have a conversation with her because I feel like when there's a, have a relationship, yeah, when yeah. there's a us thing, there's no secrets and I remember he always had an issue with me meeting her mm -hmm. and I was like like is there something that and multiple times I said to him is there something that that she can tell me that you don't want her to tell me yeah because I don't understand why I can't even meet the girl mm -hmm. you know so you never got to meet her no I never met her wow. I never met her and How long did you guys date mm -mm, time don't matter <laughs> the time does Those not matter. <laughs> the time doesn't matter. But what I will say is, um, what I've learned is even when I found out that he cheated on me with her, mm -hmm. I was like, damn. Like, first of yeah. all, you talk crazy about this girl, but yet you're cheating on me, your dream girl with her, number one. Uh -huh. But it wasn't even about the cheating. It was literally the fact that, number one, the two things that I couldn't get over were I have to look this girl in the face mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, knowing that they both disrespected me. Mm. Mm. That was really hard. Well, but I do, I do think... want to ask this, though. Okay. You said they both disrespected me. In my opinion, he, he disrespected, disrespected me because she, she has no allegiance to you. But mm. I feel like it's woman code. Mm -hmm. Like, I, if I know, first of all, also, that's another thing. Baby mamas, I know that y'all have a tie forever to the, the father of your children. I know that, and I can understand that, and I can have compassion for it. Yeah. And I can also understand that a woman that is getting, you know, her security blanket pulled out from under her, I can understand why she did what she did. The mm -hmm. compassionate part of me is like, you know, I get it. I can understand, and I'm sorry that that happened to you. So I feel like inside of that situation it wasn't so much about that even happening or even that i had to deal with it mm -hmm. the issue was that he doesn't have boundaries yeah and when i ask questions like you know like do you want to be with her do you love her like real talk like be real with me just keep mm -hmm. it freaking real be with solid. me yeah like for once like just tell me the truth yeah and when he told me the truth he was like no i don't even know how it happened we were talking about the past and I don't even know how it happened. Mm. And I was like, you don't even know how it happened? <laughs> she slipped it. She well, saw she, you. She wanted it to happen. You know what I mean? I like, know she did. But yeah. but for him, like, and even like I think about other podcasts where we've had strong men that's like, you can't pick me. Mm -hmm. There's no man on this planet that I would be like, okay, baby, let's go. I, you can't pick me. I choose you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he doesn't have boundaries. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the mental or spiritual fortitude to say no. And not even because of me, but because of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because of his own accountability to self. And so that was the most heartbreaking part because also I knew that I chose a person that didn't have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I really could only blame myself. Because you went against one of your non-negotiables. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. let myself, I let myself get hurt in yeah. that one. Yeah. And it is what it is. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't, I'm, I wasn't perfect in that relationship. I do believe that cheating is universal. Happens in good relationships, bad relationships, good people, bad people, toxic people, healthy people. Cheating happens. And in some cases, cheating actually makes your relationship better. Mm -hmm. And in other cases, it absolutely destroys you. And so I think for us, it wasn't even the cheating that made me walk away. It was his full-blown commitment to unaware 
uh, um, self-sabotage mm-hmm. of just like... That's what it sounds like. The, it sounds like if someone says, this is my dream girl. Uh-huh. And I did what I did, but I don't even know why I did. Because <laughs> yes. it's not that's like that's I that's desire true. you or I want to be with this mm-hmm. other person or I, I'm confused and I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place. I have a situation over here that doesn't serve me and I, I'm not, I don't even desire. Yeah. And then I have a situation over here that's my dream situation. And I consciously chose what I chose. It seems like textbook definition of self-sabotage. Yeah. Or it could be like, maybe I not maybe I don't feel like I'm good enough for this other situation over Mm. here maybe I don't feel like I deserve this I mean you just never know what goes through people's minds yeah but I do think when it comes to the c word um cheating cheating (laughs) capital c (laughs) I do think that to Amber said in another episode it's just grace um I think I'm just at a point in my life where I know curveballs happen and life happens and no one's perfect and we can't put an expectation of perfection on anybody especially men right right (laughs) men are men right and not to say that i condone cheating or cheating is the way Mm -hmm. the way of life Mm -hmm. but if if we were to happen to get in a situation where the c word came up i believe that there's levels Mm -hmm. right like so i have certain non-negotiables it's it's i understand life happens Mm -hmm. and it could potentially happen i hope it doesn't Mm -hmm. hope it never happens Mm -hmm. but if something happens Mm -hmm. right if if the universe just says you know what boom Mm -hmm. i have Mm non-negotiables someone i know it's a non-negotiable period Mm. your baby mamas it's non-negotiable period if you have a baby on me (laughs) (laughs) it's non-negotiable non-negotiable period yeah I have some very firm non-negotiables. And again, I don't, because we know how social media does, they like to take the clips and I'm not saying that we we are condoning cheating, right? Yeah. I have a very happy marriage. I have a very healthy marriage, especially after last year. God, me and my husband's been through so much um, uncheated relating things, but where we're at now, we're at such a f- beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And like the, the C word is the last thing I would even want to think of. But I know that if something were to happen, there are levels and in, in non-negotiables. Yeah. Yeah. When you all got married, did you at all quote the scripture about love is patient, love is kind? Did you do that at all in your, do you remember? No, we didn't quote the scripture together. I mean, I I definitely know the scripture and I've read the scripture, but I don't think that's something we quoted together. So the last part of it says love never fails. Mm -hmm. There's also a scripture in the Bible that says love love covers all. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like if your husband cheated with your Mm non-negotiables, Do you feel like love could not cover and love is going to fail in those moments because those are your non-negotiables? But if God said to you, yeah, I understand, no, you're not going anywhere. This is your, this is your purpose, mate. I understand you hurt, but I want you to stay. Do you think you could yield your spirit? I think that's a great question. I think I don't know if I can answer that honestly right now because how I feel right now, no, Mm -hmm. it's non-negotiable. I'm out. You have a baby on me? I'm out. Somebody Mm -hmm. I know? I'm out. You want any baby mamas? I'm out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even like to use the word baby mama. Let me take that back. I'm sorry. That's, that's not even part of my vernacular. But one of the mother of your children, I'm out. Uh-huh. Um, that's how I feel right now. Uh-huh. I, life does what life does, though. So who knows in five years or two years or six months? Yeah. Um, if God said otherwise, you know, my first priority is to be obedient to God. And if I felt convicted that God is literally speaking to me and saying, this is where I put you, Mm -hmm. then that would be a different conversation. Mm -hmm. But how Ernestine Johnson Morrison is feeling right now, Mm -hmm. those three non-negotiables, 
it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's really um, one of the things, too, and I want people to know at home that just because we're saying so strongly that we have certainty and that we have these non-negotiables and we are no matter what about certain things, the thing about evolution is with evolution comes change. And so sometimes, you know, we may think that we live and breathe by one way. Like I used to say back in the day, oh, I could never be cheated on. Yeah. I promise you, if there wasn't so much self-sabotage at the end of our relationship, if there wasn't so much um, manipulation and gaslighting, and let me tell you my non-negotiable. Let us know your non-negotiable. <laughs> Pardon me. It is not the physical um, act of cheating. The non-negotiable for me is gaslighting. It's how it happened, not mm-hmm. that it happened. Mm-hmm. It's that you try to make me feel crazy for what I know to be true. Mm. It's the the deceit. It's the betrayal. It's the cover-ups. Mm-hmm. It's the stories. It's the all of the things that all always end up coming to the light. And for me, it's like for a person that values, you know that I value honesty more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I value integrity. I value boundary. I value certainty. Like even if it was like, yo, look, it was one of those nights I met a girl out at the club. I took her home and I it just, you know, I, I was in that mood and it yeah. happened. I would rather a man look me dead in my face and tell me the and truth, tell me the truth yeah. and be like, this is what happened and give me the choice to choose than for me to find out after. Yeah. Because now, and it's so funny because a lot of times, even inside of the how, it's like men, when they come forward and they tell you the truth, it's like, yeah, I did this. This is what happened. Okay, well, now your journey mm-hmm. of like, you finally got that weight off your chest. You're finally in a place where you're like, ooh, okay, I'm lighter now. Your journey is ending, mm-hmm. but my journey is just beginning. Mm-hmm. The journey of healing, yeah. Yeah. of grieving what I thought that we were, of yeah. grieving how, how we portrayed ourselves, mm-hmm. of the idea of even myself. Mm-hmm. Because I put my all into this relationship. Yeah. I dove in head first Mm -hmm. like I was really like yeah let's go we're gonna be married okay it got to a point where we talked about marriage so much I literally said stop talking to me about marriage until we're engaged until um, until I don't want to I do not want (laughs) to talk about marriage anymore because Mm -hmm. it almost and now looking back it's like oh this was manipulation more than truth or maybe it was Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times men use that use that to make try to get you or steer you into a certain direction I would like to challenge that okay I would like to challenge that because and again I know I always say this, but I always speak from a married person's perspective because I've been everything. I've Mm -hmm. been married, I've been single, I've been a fiance, I've Uh been a stupid chick, I've Uh been a dumb chick, I've literally been it all. Uh (laughs) So now that I'm married, and I most of my friends are married, Uh like my mentors and my big sisters, Uh they're they're married, and I have friends that have been married 15 years, I have another, my my marriage coach been married 26 years, so I have all these different perspectives from married couples, right? So you say one thing may be manipulation or gaslighting, but it, and it may not be. That just may be in your evolved mind from your experience in, in which you are in life and where you're at in life right now. That person may have really meant, I want to be married. That person may have really meant, start looking for wedding dresses, right? But wait, wait, let me just rewind because gaslighting is separate from manipulation. That I agree with you on manipulation. No, for sure. But, but gaslighting. Even gaslighting. That person, I'm not speaking to him specifically. We may be like, oh, that person's a gaslighter. But that's from our perspective and what we think they know and what we think their mental capacity is, right? Like they no. may they may really feel how they feel. Right. They may really be walking what they think they're walking in. Right. In this season in their life. Can I challenge that? Can I finish challenging my Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely. Like maybe that's lost my damn chance. Gaslighting and manipulation is yes, no, yes. So what we may think is gaslighting and manipulation to us and our evolved minds, because we're very intelligent women. Mm-hmm. Um 
the other person on the other end may really feel like they're walking in their truth or they're walking in this thing that they've made up in their in their head, mm -hmm. right? And for us to just label it manipulation or gaslighting may be a fault of ours because we are so far advanced from where this person may be currently in their life, right? right. So this person may have wanted to marry you. Yeah. Or the person who gaslights may, or we think gaslights may really mean what they think they're saying. Right. Right. And I think that going back to being married, I think that when you're married and you understand that we're in this for the longevity mm -hmm. and the longevity of life brings curveballs and chaos and yes. tribulations and yes. trials and tests mm -hmm. in order for you to have testimonies. Like, I think that we have to show a little more grace and I don't want to say leniency, yeah. but understanding that life is situational and situations are going to happen. Which I agree with everything that you're saying. Mm -hmm. However, where I disagree, and I've been doing therapy, mm -hmm. so I, I feel like the reason why I feel comfortable in calling a, manipula a manipulation, I'm not yeah. saying he's a manipulator. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a gaslighter. I'm calling a gaslight a gaslight and manipulation manipulation. Mm -hmm. So the example, and some of you guys may have experienced this at home, but what my therapist told me is that a, a manipulator sees in binary, which means they only see zero and ones. They only see black or white. They only see first and last. And so they have these extremes. So as an example, if I were to say, you know what, I really need space right now. Give yeah. me space. He flips that into, <laughs> no, not only does uh -oh. he show up, it turns into, I don't know. I didn't think that you hated me or that I hated you. Like if something changed, let me know. Mm -hmm. And nowhere did I say that I hate you. Nowhere did I say I don't like you. I have actually said I want to preserve our friendship. Mm -hmm. However, I need space. Yeah. And so it's, a, it's actually a form of manipulation where people try to control the that's how they control emotions mm -hmm. by giving you these extremes. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you must hate me. And then if you're used to managing people's emotions, and I have been, what happens is I say, no, I don't hate you. It's not that. And now we're getting reeled back into this the emotional thing, manipulation, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So, it, and also this doesn't make anyone a bad person. I think that's what's most important. All of the men that I have dated in my past are great men. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so grateful for the lessons that they've given me. I'm so grateful for, for our time together yeah. and the time that we served one another. It was beautiful. And when it wasn't, it just wasn't anymore. And so gaslighting again, for those of you at home, gaslighting, I think has become this really toxic trending statement in society in this day yeah. and age. But what gaslighting actually is, is number one, when they try to make you feel like what you believe is real is fake, and then they make you feel crazy for thinking about it. So as What's an the example- What's between that and, and manipulation? Because that sounds like the same thing. So manipulation are extremes to emotionally manage you. Mm -hmm. So if you were to say, Sarah, um, you know, I really don't like when you um, hug my husband from the side. Mm -hmm. I really don't appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, manipulation would be, wow, I didn't know that you were, that you cared so much about what I'm doing over here because I'm just trying to be appropriate with how I hug him and I want to hand hug yeah. him. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. And then you would say, oh, well, maybe if you one hand hugged him, maybe it wasn't that bad, right? Yeah. That's manipulation. Okay. We one hand hugged today, just so you know. I didn't even hug. <laughs> I said, what's up, sir? <laughs> how we doing? Hey, what's right. up, Jay? Trust it's me, it's a no. It's <laughs> everything before it even happens. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> now, gaslighting is the first part of making you feel like your identity is real and then wronging you for it. Give us the example <laughs> in that same situation with the hug. And that same situation too. would be you coming to me saying, um, you know, Sarah, I feel like you hugged my, my husband a little tight, mm -hmm. even though it was for, um, it was a one-armed hug. Mm -hmm. And I would say, Ernestine, 
I didn't even hug your husband. There was a whole group of people here. I don't know why you thought that I hugged your husband. You know what? I, and then this is where it gets bad to make you feel like you're crazy. Actually, I think you're insecure. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should trust your husband a little bit more because the fact of whether he hugs me or not doesn't mean anything. That's a you thing and you need to work on that. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference between gaslighting and manipulation. But in that, you just lied because you did hug him. That is what gaslighting it's does. Part of that it. is a part of it. Oh, so as okay. an example, in my, in well, let me not even say in my situation, in any situation, right? Someone is cheating with their baby mama. What can happen is I say, you know. Can we retire baby mama? I was going to say, don't look at me either. Son's mother, son's <laughs> mother, daughter's Your mother. child's mother. Your child's mother. Child's yes. Child's and it's so funny because I used to say that until this person. And now I'm like, baby mama. Anyway, <laughs> so let me get my life together. Um, but my vernacular, for, right? Right, right. I need to get it together. Sheesh. Um, but the child's mother. Um, I, I would say, you know, like I know I noticed like she is an anomaly and I don't understand why you treat her differently. Gaslighting. I don't treat her. First, it would be I don't treat her differently. There's absolutely nothing different that I do for her than I do for anyone else. And then I don't know why this is even a problem. Why do we even need to talk about this? You're noticing things that aren't even there. No, but the truth is that was the truth. What I said was the truth. She was an anomaly. And maybe it was his own guilt covering up that he had to treat her a certain way or she would have told me. I guess I think, and Amber, you can answer this. Like, I think that I get it. I get the gaslighting definition and manipulation. I do know that there are people out there who genuinely gaslight and genuinely Even manipulate. if it's unintentional, it still happens. That's what I was gonna, my, that was my question. Do you think gaslighting is always intentional? No, because I think, honestly, I don't think people are that smart. No. I don't think people are smart enough to intentionally gaslight and intentionally manipulate all I the agree. time. I think the average person just isn't that smart. It's a trauma <laughs> I, response, Ernestine. I think that a lot of people who gaslight, they tend to be narcissists, right? That's a, that's a big... Uh, characteristic of a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the definition of a narcissist mm -hmm. or somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder, mm -hmm. one of the things is they believe their reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even though we may think, oh, you're gaslighting us, they really think that they're doing something that's okay. Mm -hmm. So I was in a situation. But you couldn't have possibly thought that I didn't hug her if I did hug her. If you, in fact, did indeed hug someone, you can't in your mind think, I didn't hug them. No, How do you know what you somebody can or can't think? You absolutely can. Absolutely. But you if I have you on camera can. hugging this person, then in their mind, in a narcissist mind, in a narcissist mind, you're crazy. You're crazy. Why would you mm -hmm. ever record? Everything is always your fault. Yes. A that narcissist does like some damage. But I, I, I had a situation where That's crazy. I, was in a, oh. I was in a relationship and I Thank you so went through his phone, which is not something I would normally do. Okay. But I did because there were some flags that were going up. Yeah. And I said, I got to see what's going on. So went through the phone, saw some things that were very inappropriate, mm -hmm. saw some things that I know, that I know, that I know this is cheating. But the conversation turned into, you should have never went in my phone. Mm -hmm. Of course. So, so that justifies- Is that manipulation or gaslighting? Gaslighting. And because then I'm the crazy one. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing things, and you wouldn't saw those things if had you never gone on my phone. Yeah. yeah, there's no accountability. Yeah, for the action. Yeah, and it never and never took accountability. Right. it was always my fault. Yeah, and that's the one thing that that people who and I think there's a little narcissism in everybody. I agree. But people who I mean, deal with like, yeah, people who yeah. deal with narcissistic personality disorder, that is a whole different lane. It's a whole nother lane, and that is, I believe, my reality. Whatever, I don't care what you're saying. And I'll die for this. 
too. <laughs> yeah, but for real. And I, I also think the thing about it, and this is what like the work of people is finding the like our inner child, our wounds. Like, mm-hmm. like even this is a thing in relationships, personal, platonic, romantic. It doesn't matter. People are going to trigger you. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Yes, the people, especially the people closest to you, because and it's not always intentional. It just is. But the trigger, like the anger or the disappointment or the yeah. sadness, those are all things to let us know, hey, I don't like this feeling. And we get to choose whether to react or to think about how we're we're feeling, use the tools that we have and respond. But most people don't do that. Yeah. Most people are operating from their wounded childhood yeah. of I'm not enough, of I'm not significant, of I've I have no hurt. power, of mm-hmm. I was not a cool kid in school, yeah. of whatever the story is. Mm-hmm. And people are operating so strongly from that story that they hurt people around them, mm-hmm. never thinking, hey, you know what, maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm the issue. Yeah. And there are flags. Have, have you guys ever noticed, and, and, and it's actually really funny when I think about it, Men that don't have friends, is that strange to you guys? I think anyone who doesn't have friends is strange, <laughs> not just men. Yeah. When I meet people or I'm encountering friends, associates, and I realize you don't have any friends, like you don't have a core group of people who support you, who it's vouch crazy. for you, who, you know what I mean? I feel like they're, okay, what's wrong with you? You don't have mm-hmm. not one friend, you don't mm-hmm. have a crew, you don't have a circle, you don't have a tribe, you don't have a I village. You started asking, when we first started really, you know, Bonding. Yeah. I'm like, who are your friends? Like, who are your friends? But my friends are. In I literally states. ask that to everybody. I'm like, who are your friends? Mm-hmm. I want to know the people who vouch for you. I yeah. want to know the people who support you. The, yeah. the people who sew into you. The people yeah. who you sew into. I think that's a very important question for man or woman. Yeah. But yeah. I want to go back to the gaslighting for one second. I'm sorry. And, yeah. and the cheating. The one thing I can say now, and I do think it's weird that when people don't have friends, because <laughs> this person didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing for me now and my non-negotiable is if I see that red flag, I'm not even going into your phone anymore. Mm-hmm. Because for me, if I feel the need to have to go through your phone, I shouldn't be with you, period. That's mm-hmm. a fact. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even, that's not even a temptation of mine yeah. any longer. Yeah. But gaslighting, definitely, that's a non-negotiable. If I feel that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not moving on. It's non negotiable. Yeah. I, I do want to touch on the phone thing though. Just, yeah. Just to touch <laughs> on about this. It. Um there have been plenty of times where I've gone through phones, email addresses, call logs, text messages. <laughs> Inspector Gadget over I listen to that. Yeah, it's the feds right <laughs> here. Listen, when I say Inspector Gadget I've done all that now. When I say Inspector Gadget, y'all be lying. When I, I say When I say Inspector Gadget had nothing on me, like I I'm checking <laughs> Outbox, inbox, sent, drafts. Hold on, could have been a draft. I'm checking all that because I'm putting one and two together and She's making checking three. Instagram likes. Uh, Girl, I was that person. I've done all of that. Yeah. Like, and I'm, there are plenty of women who will be real enough to admit that they've done that. I've yeah. done that plenty of times. Yeah. I, as a married woman, do not do that at all. Yeah. I don't go through my husband's phone. Yeah. I don't go through emails. I don't go through none of that. Like, because. A wise man told me, yeah. we've all heard this, if you look, if you, you look, shall find, you shall right? Find. And literally you will find, even if it's a slight nuance or a, context, a though, text message sent bad. to a boy, a guy's group chat, just anything. So I think that in, in, in when we're talking about the C word, Mm-hmm. If you're already inclined to check the phone, then you exactly. already had a reason. Exactly. And my, I just want healthy relationship. Yeah. I want a healthy marriage. So I do not pry. Yeah. I do not go through that phone. Yeah. I do not. I don't go through the emails. Yeah. And and my husband and I have each other's passwords to our phone. Yeah. 
and our Instagram. So yeah. it's like, if I know I got the password to the phone, I, that's enough for me to, yeah. we're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I think people, I think women have to stop taking their past relationships yeah. where people have cheated and bringing them into the new relationship. Yeah. Because, so for me, like you said, I don't check phones anymore yeah. because I'm not going to assume you're like the guy I was talking about yeah. who I had to check his phone. Yeah. I'm not going to assume that. And if you show me anything mm -hmm. that makes me feel that way, first I'm going to address it. Yeah. And then you continue to make me feel that way. I'm out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Period. I don't have the mental capacity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have the emotional bandwidth yeah. to sit here and be on the phone and looking through your phone and checking your Instagram. I just don't have time for yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So I think for me now, I go into relationships with a clear slate. Yeah. I'm not bringing that baggage. I'm not bringing that trauma. Yeah. And if I still have that trauma, I'm going to recognize that too and yeah. say, you know what? I really think you're a great guy. I'm working on me right now. Yeah. And let me let me finish this process and then we can talk. Yeah. I feel like for me inside of the whole, I've never been a phone checker. Like I'm literally like, I don't give a, I don't care. Like if you, <laughs> cheat on me if you want to, okay? And if you have, if I find out about it, then it, you know, that was always been my, my mindset around So you're saying it. if someone cheats, you're out off the rip? No, I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that. But this is the thing. Actually, let me, let me rephrase this. I'm not out if someone, if we talk about it and mm -hmm. you have sex with another person and that's what we're doing and we set parameters and boundaries because that's what we want to do. To me, that's not cheating. Yeah. That's having an open or setting parameters, whatever it is. Maybe it's polyamory. I don't know what it is, but mm -hmm. it's it's us being honest with each other. For me, when there's deceit, when there's betrayal, when Lies, there's cover-ups, now you've broken my trust mm -hmm. so badly. I, I can't trust you. And what's crazy is even inside of like the things, it's like, I hate when men are like, here, look at my phone. I don't want to look at your phone. Yeah. And I feel like when you get into that energy in that space now, I'm already looking at you like, I don't really trust you. Mm -hmm. I don't really trust you. And then I also feel like in my situation after I was cheated on, um, I, I felt like I wanted, just let me see. Like, let me just see one thing. So yeah. there actually was a time where I was mm -hmm. looking at the phone. You know what I looked at? Yeah, I want to know what I went to. Pictures. What? I went to deleted photos. Oh, yeah. The deleted You got photos. to check that delete. The deleted <laughs> album. You feel me? The deleted photo folder. That was okay? a smart and move. And with it. That was a smart move. There were photos. There was photos of a girl inside of the inside of the deleted photos. Because men are dumb. Look, I just gave y'all. Look, man, I just hey, gave a lot of y'all keys. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you the secret. You're telling the secret. But check that. And did you know that if you pull down on your screen, you can search through text messages for words. You could just search Oh, yeah, words. you search keywords. You could definitely search a keyword. Now, I didn't get Not to the keyword. Not gonna tell y'all how I know about that, yeah, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to the keyword portion, but all I needed to see was the photos and there was deleted photos. And mm -hmm. so even still with a different person, it was like, I can't trust you for anything. Yeah. And I remember telling my, uh, my therapist, I was like, you know, um, I, I don't know how, because I was like, I, I love him. I love him so much. Oh my God, I love him so much. He's such a good guy, but I don't trust him and I don't respect him. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to be in a relationship with someone you that don't I respect. don't trust or respect. Like, yeah, you it's, can't. it's actually setting yourself up for complete failure, yeah. in my personal opinion. But I will say that my therapist said, 
did you did you choose to trust him in the beginning or did he earn it? I mm, said, that's good. Ultimately, I chose to. Yeah. He said, if you chose then, then you can choose now. Mm. And it's just going to look different. Mm, and then after he walked me through, you know, all of the things and he even said, you know, in my honest opinion, I really feel like you made the right choice. Not to say that something can happen in the future. I'm not yeah. telling you what to do, whatever it is. But this person is not even almost emotionally or yeah. mentally ready for a healthy relationship mm -hmm. and yeah. I, I'm betting that right now anything that they would are in would be toxic mm -hmm. and that's not to say this person is not a bad person they are such a beautiful person they're so kind there's just a lot of um things that I'm not in alignment with yeah and that I won't choose and I think this this day and age like honestly at this age yeah in this stage of life with social media, with all the information, with all of the elevation and all the things that we know now, there is just absolutely no reason to cheat in the traditional way, meaning like this is a secret, I'm hiding this, there's deceit. If you cannot openly communicate about your deepest desires and your wants in this day and age, then you are doing something extremely wrong. I because agree. there's too many open lines of communication. Agreed. We are too emotionally intelligent we are too emotionally in tune yeah. for us not to say, hey, these are my true desires. Mm -hmm. This is actually what I really prefer. These are my sexual desires and my sexual needs. Are you willing to meet this need? I mean, we just live in an, in an age where those options are available. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the deceit and the lying and the under the cover things. It's and childish the, it's to me. It's childish. And it then is you're, honestly you're childish. From fear. Mm -hmm. You're operating from fear. It lacks emotional maturity yes. it lacks emotional intelligence yes and it lacks just the level of honesty and transparency that we should be operating from with as much information as we know now yeah you know what i mean yeah like we have so many tools now where we have stretched our minds to yeah. we're able to communicate our deepest dark darkest secrets our yeah. our, our fears our traumas yeah. all of that we're not living back in the 50s and 60s where it's like we didn't have these open lines of communications and yeah. these channels and therapists like right. most of us have therapists right our parents didn't have therapists and marriage right. coaches and mentors. Yeah. We have all of these resources to help us communicate our truest self, our truest feelings. If you are doing anything opposite than that, then you are doing this thing all the way wrong. Yeah. And you know, I have to say that brings up another non-negotiable for me is emotional regulation. You have to have emotional regulation mm -hmm. because people so often like, like again, and for me, maybe, maybe I'm just too hard. I don't know. I, I really don't think I'm hard. Like I, my desire is to follow a lead. My desire is to be my most soft feminine. Um, but I have to trust you in order to be that. Mm -hmm. Like, so if I trust, I'm going to choose to trust you at first. And if you keep giving me reasons not to trust you, yeah. I'm more and more and more falling back into my masculine. Mm -hmm. And masculine and masculine does this. Yeah. So we really couldn't work anyway yeah. with anybody that's masculine and masculine, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it makes me think about how people create these stories that they live inside of. So as an example, let's say um, me and Amber, like even for like platonic or romantic, let's say me and Amber are like, um, we are gonna go, we went out for dinner the other night. And now what we don't know is you created the story of, well, you guys don't want me around outside of the podcast. Yeah. Well, why Why don't you guys didn't think to invite me to yeah. dinner? You didn't, and, and literally, and then that That's story you made up in your head, it turns into complete cancer. Yeah. It's literally like we're going down the street two blocks away yeah. to grab, grab something really quick. Come back. Talk. Like it hadn't, we weren't even on that wavelength. Yeah. And for me, a non-negotiable for men is like, if someone is upset with some, about me, uh, with me about something, I will do my best to fix it. Yeah. So if you tell me, you know, Sarah, I really don't like that you touch that person on their arm, even though I'm touchy. I really don't like that you, 
are looking all up in his eyes or I really don't whatever it's like oh I'm I'm so sorry you feel that way that was not my intention to make you feel that way I I'll fix it I'm standing there with my arms crossed cuz baby you're the number one to me you my king so I don't I don't need to deal with with any of these things but then what happens is the story oh well do you want to be with him are you interested in him? Mm -hmm. Is that really who you want to be with? I know yeah. I'm not the kind of man that you usually go for. Yeah. All of these things. And now you're telling yourself this false narrative that you've made up because of really your own lack you're, and your own insecurities. And then you're a victim to your own life. Yeah. I can't, I cannot be, that is a non-negotiable for me in any relationship. It's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Yeah. We have to have emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I was thinking about what you said, Ernestine, about there being so many tools and mm -hmm. therapy and there's no reason that people should really be cheating uh -huh. this day and age. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people just have problems. Mm -hmm. I know people who have cheated who really didn't want to cheat. Mm -hmm. They just have problems, whether that is the way that they grew up, mm. whether that's the what they saw. They yeah. saw their father cheat, um, whether it is spiritual yeah. strongholds mm -hmm. and other influences outside of their marriage or relationships. So I for me, I don't think it's just that easy. Mm. And I think sometimes people cheat and then they turn around and lie because mm -hmm. they genuinely don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, for sure. They genuinely care about you so much. Mm -hmm that that might have just been a physical thing yeah. and they really love you and they really don't want to lose you. Mm -hmm. And yes, it may be selfish, yeah. but in their mind, it's selfless because mm -hmm. they're thinking, I really don't want to hurt her. She's such a good girl. Mm -hmm. She loves me so much. Mm -hmm. I don't want to break her heart. I don't want to see her cry. I think that's a cowardly Excuse I'm just saying, I, I agree. I think I'm it's not a saying approach. it's right. And I think that I still stand on what I stand. We live in too much. We live in an in information age. We live, we have too many resources around us for us to have spiritual strongholds. Everybody can't afford therapy. But everyone can go on YouTube. But you can go on YouTube. It's free. There's, go on there's all type of free meditation apps. <laughs> go on there's Reddit. all type of online mentors. There's churches where you can talk to a pastor. So when you talk about spiritual strongholds, I feel like it's a lazy excuse. I feel like it's lazy and I feel like you're not intentional about getting the help that you need. Whereas 50 years ago, the help that you needed may not have been as easily accessible. And I'm not saying everything is easy. You're right. What I'm saying is with intention, with willpower, there's really you your drug dealer gonna find a way to get a drug. Yeah. An alcohol it's going to find a way to get that drink. If you really are intentional about getting the help that you need for your own desires and or demons and or strongholds, you will find a way. Well, there's a will, there's a way. And I feel like there's with social media, with the internet, there's just too much out there for us to be like, I... I have a stronghold that I just can't see through. I have a desire that I just can't be openly c communicative about. I don't, that's lazy to me. I, well, I'm not into condemning people. I don't, and I'm, I'm not going to say that something is lazy because in my life, mm -hmm. in my younger life, I've dealt with certain things that were just really hard for me to break with all the tools. I'm talking about now though, right now, 2023. We're not yeah, talking about yeah, that's when how, we were younger. I'm not that, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm saying in my 20s, whatever. I'm that just, was 20 years ago. I'm just saying, my point is, even though I didn't have the internet, mm -hmm. I still had tools around me. My father was a pastor. You know, my uncles were pastors, whatever. I still had people and resources mm -hmm. that there was something that I had to just deal with me and God 
and I had to evolve into this person that I've become and and to break those strongholds and to break those things that I dealt with. It wasn't an easy fix. Mm-hmm. It's like like you talk about an alcoholic. Yeah, there's these different tools. You can go to AA, but that does not mean that person's not going to go home and take a drink. As, as much as the desire may be there, there is a stronghold. There is some, my, I, I've dealt but with- But going to the AA meeting alone is you being intentional about, I'm not saying because you go to the AA meeting, you're not going to take the drink. Because you still may fail. We're, we're humans. But the fact that you took the initiative to go to the AA meeting shows me that you are using the resources around you, because it's 2023, to get the help that you need. And I'm not saying that it's easy. I didn't say that. Verbiage is very important. I didn't say it's easy. I said that we live in a world and a society where the access is easier than it's ever been. So if you can't be intentional to get the help that you need, then you are doing it wrong. I still stand on that. Okay. We're not talking 20 years ago. We're talking 2023. We're talking now, current day, where there's social media, there's YouTube, university, there's apps, there's all type of things that if you really wanted to be intentional, because again, when you want to get the girl, you're intentional about getting her, you're gonna find that. you're gonna find a way to get her. When you want to get that, that little hit of drug or weed and marijuana crack, whatever, you're gonna find a way to get it. Yeah. So it's no difference from getting the spiritual, emotional, and mental help that you need. There's no difference. Yeah. Well, I think that when you say you're going to get the drug, you're going to get the alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the flesh is, is strong. It right? is. And, the flesh and, is the and, most strong, but I think that's the journey is, is, um, really conditioning self because I've ne- like, as an example, I've never had a one night stand in my life, right? Whether people have or have not good for you, it doesn't Your matter. Your whole entire life. My whole life. I've never, literally never once. I've never even thought about, I'm not a physical <laughs> I'm person though. I'm, I'm like really an energy person. Like yeah. when you said like short in whatever or tall and whatever, like I really, it's how do I feel with a person? Like I need to feel the yeah. person's energy. Um, and so w- with that, it's like, there is no right or wrong way to, mm-hmm. to do any, anything. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say, and I, damn, I lost my point. Ooh. The intentionality of getting the help. That oh, you- that's not to say that just because I've never had a one night stand, would it be easy to go into a club, pick the tallest, finest dude in there and be like, yeah, baby, let's go. And could I possibly have a lot of fun? Yeah, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Well, I rarely drink. If I wanna drink, then I will, but I rarely do. I don't smoke, I don't eat meat, I don't eat fish. There's certain things that I don't do for no other reason than they don't, and whatever I choose, it doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. And that's why when people are like, oh, you're a vegetarian? No, I'm a selectitarian. I do what I want. Flexitarian. Right. At any given point, if I decide <laughs> I want to eat some chicken, if I decide I want to eat some fish, if I want to have a piece of steak, then that's exactly what I'll do. But right now, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And so for me, I don't have, I don't, I literally was having this conversation actually with someone where I don't know what my vice is because there's nothing that has power yeah, I over know what me your vice like is that. because you are definitely, and I, I admire you so much because we are definitely cut from a very similar cloth. Yeah. But I still have yet to identify what is a vice of Sarah's. I think it's my mama. I think- Your I, mama's your vice? I think so. In the sense where I like, I think it's my family. Like I think that okay. I will put myself into a crazy situation for my family outside of that. I don't, I don't know. I also think like, I'm never the person to say never. Like, like I was having a conversation with somebody and we were watching this crazy movie and somebody that seemed really sweet. There's a, a, it was a experiment where they were teaching people, telling people certain things and completely innocent, like Becky's across the street, Jessica's whoever, the, the goal was to get them to push people off of this bridge and they would die. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, all of these normal people were pushing people to their death. Right. And and we're so quick to be like, oh, I Jesus. would never, I would never. Now, the people didn't actually die because it was an experiment, right. but they would have died. Yeah. Right. 
And so for me, I'm not the person to say like, oh, I would never anymore. Like, <laughs> never. No, I don't know. Mm -hmm. If I got put into a situation, I can't say that I wouldn't do certain things. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't say that I wouldn't shoot. I can't say that I wouldn't punch. I can't say I wouldn't slam on the gas or on the brakes. I, yeah. I can't. I don't. I don't know because I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to be the person that speaks from an experience I've never had. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is the experiences that I have had, they have no power over me. I do what I want to do. Period. That's good. I mean, kind of. I mean, it's honestly an admirable way to live. That it's, I think it's a level of that that all of us could really. Um, benefit from is having that level of power and dominion over our emotions, mm. our tribulations, our trials, and our tests. Not over my emotions now, because them joints be running. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, my emotions be going boop, 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 and I got to rein it back because I'm still human. Mm -hmm. You know, I still have those times where it's like, dang, why'd I say it like this? Mm -hmm. You know, why didn't I try to say it like that? Maybe I should have been more diplomatic. Maybe I should, and then I just, I rein it back in and I bring me back. So I talk to the devil and the angel on my shoulder. I have conversations I have those with them. conversation with Amber all the time. I'm like, Amber, should I said it a little bit. She'd be like, EJ, yes. I'm like, well, look, it is what it is, man. Yeah. It's, like, they gonna Wait, get... I tell you, some people are like, girl, I don't want to hear it. They're going to get what they're going to get. They got what yeah. they got. Yeah. I just, and, and that's for me, like you're talking about, you're talking about grace. That's what she's talking about. I'm always telling her, Ernestine, you got to say things in grace and with love. You have to, though. <laughs> if you want somebody to receive it, I feel at the end of the day, because I can't receive you if you got attitude. I'm not hearing you. Yeah. I'm not. But see, I also feel like even that, and that could be a whole podcast episode. I feel like when people say, I can't receive it if it's said a certain way. And to a certain extent, I agree. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like that is a lack of of control you have over your own emotions as well, your own insecurities. If I, if you can't hear somebody because they're yelling, mm. we, no, then you need an ear check, babe. Because I don't if, like being no, no. yelled at. Not, not to oh, say no. you don't like, not to say you like it, but yeah. if you can't hear them because yeah. they're yelling, I feel like yeah, I that's that's on you and you shutting out something because you don't like it. But can I challenge Every, that? Everything that you're not going to receive everything the way you like it, right? Mm. And I, I, I agree, we absolutely are not, but I'm going to teach you how to talk to me. Absolutely. So if you're yelling at me, I'm going to say, I can't hear you right now. Uh, you yeah. can say that, but do you? can you still genuinely hear me? You're, you're still saying two different things. No, I'm going to walk people, away. No, I teach people away. how to treat yeah, me all the I time. I don't hear I'm you. Through. I can say. And when you're back to when you're back to baseline, right, then we can have but a to say I don't receive it is two, two different things. Oh, you walking oh. away is two different things saying I can't even hear it because you can't hear it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm very I, loud. I'm not listening. You can I, hear, I'll be like, I'm that's, not listening. That's a different, that's a different verbiage. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. listening is different than I can't hear. You're exactly Okay. Right. Can you physically hear somebody holler? Of course. Yes. But can I hear what, what you're saying? Can I receive what you're saying? No. Am I listening to what you're saying? Absolutely not. Mm -mm. I'm not. And and you might be making a very valid point, but what does that point mean if it's going on deaf ears? Right. I cannot, I can't You're do right. it. You're right. I think mm -hmm. that people need to work on their delivery. And by people, I mean me. <laughs> but I also feel like you can't, you can't because you can do whatever you want to do, but I don't think it's advantageous or beneficial to not hear something because it's not said the way you like it. Cause it's that's not, not about, cause that's not the way the world works. It's not about what you like. It's about, uh, it's about respecting mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. As I respect you, I'm gonna listen to you. Mm -hmm. If you are saying it to me in a respectful way, if you are disrespecting me, holler my my family. My it doesn't have to be disrespectful. It could just be a way that you don't like. That doesn't mean it's disrespectful because again, uh, disrespectful is still subjective. You know what? If I someone's say? yelling at you and talking at you, yeah, that's, that's disrespective. That's disrespectful. Yeah. But like some people may have a problem. I may say, if I say, Amber, I don't really like that color green on you. You may find that disrespectful. I don't find it disrespectful. It's your truth. I just think it's my truth. Yeah. Now, if I say, oh, that's horrible on you, girl. Oh, why, why do you have that on? Oh, that's ugly. That's disrespectful. Yeah. But if you're telling me you can't hear it the first way I said it because 
I'm, in my opinion, that's because you didn't like the way I said it. Mm-hmm. But I still said it in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. I just disagree with what you're wearing. Yeah. But did you say it in a way that... Okay, okay, let's change that. Stuff. Yeah. Let's change that, that the way you said it. Yeah. Ernestine. Yeah. You, you are beautiful. You really are. Yeah. I think this shade of green is really going to compliment your, your cheekbones. Yeah. I'm about to go change. But you telling me, I don't like that color green. Mm-hmm. Who asked for your opinion? <laughs> Sometimes you don't ask for it. I give it anyway. But it's not warranted in that way. If you're giving it to me because you think that something else will look better on me. Yeah. And you really of care about how I look. it's always coming from a place like, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but it's always coming <laughs> from a place. It. If, I don't, if I don't like the blazer, I'm not liking the blazer because I just don't like it. I may not like the blazer because it hits a, at a weird part of your hips and it doesn't, it's not flattering on your hips. And I may say that. I'm the person who will say that. I'm a, I am will say, Amber, wear that this blazer. This is not true because she looks fly right no, now. No, you will say, know, you will say the truth. I will say, I will say, very directly say the truth. for those who are listening on the podcast, Amber looks fly right now and she's a banging butt. And always. But I'm saying, I'm the type of person who will say, the where that blazer la- lands on your hips is not flattering on your hips. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Some some may say that's disrespectful. I don't think that's disrespectful. I don't think it is, but some people will. But, I've literally been in a situation where we're like, that's disrespectful. How? Right. But I, I do think what I... And there's a mastery in tact, right? Mm-hmm. There is a mastery in tact. And so I think that if you're open to being more tactful, then great. And if you're not, then great. But this is what I know. Whoever is around you mm-hmm. obviously can withstand your directness. Yes. Right. And if they can't, then they fall to the wayside. Yes. And I think that it's important for us to know what we feel comfortable with because even like y'all don't know, but when some days when we shooting, the three of us are just like chit chatting back at each other. Like I, we should have said it this way. We could have said it that way. We could have this. We could have that. But we're we're human at the end of the day, and we know that whatever we say comes from love. Our come from is for us to make each other the best that we can possibly. Versions be. of each other, yes. And sometimes even still, it stings. Yeah. Which doesn't make it easier to digest. It's just like, okay, well, I don't really want to hear what you got to say, mm-hmm. you know? And that can happen too. And I think that it's just at the end of the day, understanding what what we are okay with, yeah. teaching the people around us how to, treat, how to us, treat us, and giving that person, those people, grace to grow into what it is that we're asking That's for. That's good. Because yeah. we also have to remember that we're not all doing things the way that someone else wants. We're doing them the way that we know how. Based off our life experience, yeah. based off what we've been exposed to. We've brought up the book, The Agreement. The Four the Agreements. Four agreements, four agreements. Uh, so several times. And one of the things that it was talking about mm-hmm. was your work words yes yeah and it brought up the fact that what is your it? word it's always being impeccable, impeccable with, with your words. words right and your word can be black magic yep. mm-hmm. cast a spell on someone yes or it can change their life in the best way yeah. and yeah. use the example of a woman who told her daughter she can't stops, sing. she can't sing and so it just she created a complex voice. it created a complex for that daughter yeah for the rest of her life now she yeah. was a young girl but i think the reason why it's important to use grace is because if you say said to me, Amber, that jacket is not hitting your hips right. And I thought, and I just bought this and I spent my <laughs> last she was the one. <laughs> and I spent my last dime on it to look good for this podcast. Yeah. And you just told me that ain't that ain't it. Uh-huh. You have no idea how that may break my spirit. Yeah. Mm. You know, if I asked you, hey, do you think that this is hitting my hips good or no? You know, you know, mm-hmm. then that's different. Now, if it wasn't hitting your hips good and you was out here looking like a balloon, did you want me to just not say anything? I want you to say it that way. I want you to say, Amber, I want you to look your absolute best. And I just think that this 
jacket over here is going to flatter you better than this jacket mm -hmm. because you just and that's why I'm Tact. saying it's very important yeah. how you deliver because yeah. you never know what that person dealt with before they walked through that door. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, I think it's our duty to really say is this the most tactful way? Is this the most <laughs> graceful way that I can say this? Is this the most this? diplomatic way? And sometimes it ain't gonna happen. Sometimes you're just having a bad day. Look, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I get it. And, and I sometimes have to... it's not even a bad day. Sometimes I'm just, it's just gonna be direct because that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying we have to in this. And, and, and I think like what you said was very true. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be surrounding yourself with people who couldn't handle your directness yeah. or know who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think in this group, for example, we know each other. I know you're very direct. I know you're very direct. Yeah. It don't bother me. I, I just, for me. I think I'm tactfully direct, however. <laughs> right. But if it did bother me, I'm going to take my walk and I'm going to come back and just woosah. <laughs> but to someone off the street yeah. or someone who's not as close to you, yeah. you say something, they go home. It might and be off-putting. And it might be like, oh, screw her and everything that she Yeah. Or that, that word, like that, yeah. like that mother said to her daughter, the mother was having a really bad day and she said, you have a very ugly voice. She had no clue. Neither was mm. it her intention yeah. to change her daughter's life. Yeah. And that one word changed her entire life. And that's what I feel like society, especially now with social media, yeah. people behind these computers, yeah. they can type whatever, whatever the heck they, they want. Yeah. But you have no idea when that person goes home, what they were dealing with before they saw your comment mm -hmm. and what they might do to themselves after mm -hmm. because of your comment. Yeah. Right. This might be the comment that sent them over the edge yeah. and said, you know what? I'm done with life. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think it's very important. Absolutely. That when we're addressing people that we say things in grace and we say it in love it could come from a place of love yeah. but are you saying it in love mm -hmm. is this thing gonna that i'm saying is it edifying this person yeah or is it bringing them down no i agree with 100 percent with what you're saying and i think that all of us work on that right mm -hmm. but i also agree you know as I, there's always i always see two sides right mm -hmm. because i am someone who is so rooted in who I am, mm -hmm. right? Like I pride myself on being a pretty confident person, mm -hmm. um, but I, it took work to get there. Like yeah. it literally took years and years of work because there, there's places that I've lived in that were just dark and I didn't think I was worthy or good enough or anything enough, yeah. right? I do think that, and I think that I, I definitely want to be sensitive to suicide and people who have suicidal thoughts, like absolutely, that's, that's a whole different subject and I'm very empathetic towards that. However, I do feel you gave the example of someone saying something on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And you could have had a bad day that day. And that one thing that they said could have taken you over the edge. That one person on the internet who made that bad comment about you could be a 12-year-old kid in Nebraska who's on a freaking burner page. <laughs> so I think that you have to build yourself up enough mm -hmm. and love yourself up enough or that you are not putting so much weight on people's opinions of you, yeah. right? Oh, the love and the hate. Yeah. And I always say this. I take the love and the hate with the same, like when people praise me, I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Like that, that that's enough yeah. because the same people that will praise you are the same people that will tear you down in the very next sentence. So you can't live for their love or their hate. You right. have to be just rooted in God and rooted and who in who you are. you are and your gifts and yeah. your abilities and your confidence. Because if you live for their applause, right? You'll like if you, by you the will, lack of it. what? You will starve by the lack of it. You will mm -hmm. die by the lack of it. You will die from the hate. You will die from, from the comments and the adversity. So like I look at the adversity and the love all the same way. It can't move me yeah. and it shouldn't move you. Yeah. It shouldn't move you to the point where you're doubting who you are. You're doubting your gifts. Yeah. And that's where the self-work comes in. Yeah. And I don't know what any of this has to do with cheating. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know what, what I was going to say is about cheating. Like one of the things, and I don't know if you guys have heard in my language, like even though I went through that experience, I'm not calling that person a cheater. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling that person a narcissist or a gaslighter. I'm saying experiencing gaslighting yeah. because it's the labels that we put on people that they start to fall into those traps, yeah. right? If, oh, you're ugly. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're never going to make it. You that's you're you're never going to be like them. You can't be successful. You're broke. How many people say I'm broke? I will never speak that over my life, Ever. right? Like for what? Where? What? So I say that to say that it's really important, guys, if you are out there and you are struggling with the labels of who you are, mm -hmm. one of the things that I always focus on, like you are not just mom, right? You are not um, auntie. You are not student. You are not coworker. Yeah. You are not, you are, and then say your name. And you get to give that the meaning. Yeah. I am Sarah Christine Pamela Brown Fontenot, baby. That is me. That is period. That is it. And I get to, yep, go ahead and count them out. I get to decide what that, what that actually looks like and what that actually means. And it's so important to take off and unlearn the labels that people put on us because who we are is not what we do, mm -hmm. right? And who we were is not who we are. And mm -hmm. who we are is only the potential of who we can be. So never let society, friends, family, anybody steer you out of the direction and alignment with who it is that you want to be. That's I just good. want to say that. Absolutely. And in the spirit, in the spirit of affirming ourselves, edifying ourselves, walking 100% in our own authority, in our own gifts, on our own capabilities, I want to speak the word of the day today. Come on, on word me. of the day. We're going to do this before our non-negotiables? Oh, our hard non-negotiables. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's we got we to get Let's, let's do our heart, our heart non I need a good one. Switch. Hit me with a good non-negotiable. Yeah, y'all give us some out there. Give us some hard. Ben, Tevin. Wrap it. I got one right here. Do your man have to be manicured and pedicured? Yes. It's non-negotiable. My husband goes every two weeks. I love that. It's non-negotiable? Absolutely. Like, like. Consistent manicure, pedicure. Yeah, consistent routine. Mm -hmm, absolutely. <laughs> um, no. No? Now, I want you to have some dirty nails. You can't come in and have dirty feet, <laughs> but do you have to go get them done consistently all the time? Really? At least once a no. month? It's not, it's not, it's not a non-negotiable. You know what I love about it? I love me a well-groomed Me man. too. Oh my Because God. you know what? It, it says so much more about you than just you getting your nails done. Agreed. It is the pride that you take in yourself. It is the esteem that you have in yourself that I am 1,000% attracted to. Period. When I tell you my husband gets facials once a month. I love that. And he man. gets his nails manicured and his pedicures once every two weeks. Hair That washed. is attractive to me because it's Hair like, cut. oh, you have a high level of self-love on you. You have a high price tag on yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm attracted to. You have such a high price tag on yourself that you maintain yourself and it's yeah. part of your routine. It's not extra. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, this is just how I live. It's the discipline to upkeep. It's the discipline. That, that's what it is for me. It's the discipline. Yeah. I like being a manly man. Yeah. I mean, I like I like I manly. I, I, I you can be manly, manly and, and disciplined. And, and be disciplined yeah, and no. get manicures. I, well, I just don't want you at the nail shop more than I am. I just don't. Well, you're not but at the nail shop every two weeks? Because your, your nails stay done. I, you said, stay, I don't want you, you there done. more than me, is what I said. I said once a month. Once a month is cool. Once a month Okay. Cool. You don't I have to be every two weeks. Like I said, I don't want you coming in with dirty nails and dirty toes and yeah. bad hygiene. Like, but do you have to be freshly I have, manicured? I mean, I got to be fresh. I got I just, another question. Non-negotiable. I already know your answer because you're married. <laughs> Interracial dating. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You didn't sound confident oh. in your answer. It was I, very, I, I, I was, was trying very, to figure out, well, the reason why, she, she didn't really ask a question. She just said interracial. Oh, yeah. Is it yeah, non-negotiable so or? 
Yeah, what's the like question? Like for me? What's the question? Would, for you, would you interracial? Would I date, date a white boy? Oh, I mean, interracial could be. <laughs> yes, any... I would. You would? I would if we're in alignment. Why not? Okay. Why not? Now, I don't, don't get it twisted. I love me a black king now. What I want is a black king. But if God said this is your husband. Hey, okay. I'm... Come on, Timothy. <laughs> okay. I have one. Okay. Oh, I just lost it because you had this cute little face and you're looking at me. <laughs> okay. Hard non-negotiable. Um, I have another one if you want to think about it. Okay. I think I'm going to think about it. <laughs> I, you see, I got good ones this time because they were clowning me last time. Oh, you were terrible. Um, oh, yeah. They were trash. <laughs> <laughs> they were trash. Does your person have to have healthy relationships with their parents? That's a good one. Um, I would say yes. Can I uh, talk? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I think it's very important because especially my person with his mother, oh, he needs to, he has to have a good relationship with his that's mother. That's good. Because if you don't respect your mama, mm -hmm. you, you ain't respecting me. me. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's a hard non-negotiable for me. You, you need to have a, a good relationship. You know why I was hesitant to answer that question? Because essentially in hindsight, yes, I think it's extremely respectful um, and beneficial to have a, a great relationship with your parents. The Bible says, honor thy mother and thy father, mm -hmm. thy days will be long. All of those things. However, I think what made me hesitate is I don't have the strongest relationship with my own father, my biological father. Mm. So it's like how how hypocritical of me to put this expectation on you when mm. I don't practice that in my life. Mm. Um, and not to say that that's right, because, you know, it's maybe not. But that's just where I'm at in my life right now. I don't have a relationship really at all with my biological um, father. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was a little hesitant to answer. I think, of course, it. You know, I think, of course, it's great for your spouse to have to have one. Well, I think, too, and then I'm not gonna make this long, but I think <laughs> it's about the respect. Mm -hmm. So you might not have a great relationship with him, but do you respect him? If you if a man doesn't respect his mama. Yeah. Cause I don't, oh, yeah. yeah. I can't. The disrespect. That. We're not doing that. Because yeah, right. if you disrespect her, you're going to disrespect you're gonna me. Disrespect me. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Ernestine, give us the word of the day. All right. So the word of the day in um in us speaking power over our lives, in us having power and authority in our words and really decreeing and declaring what our life is going to be and affirming ourselves and edifying ourselves and walking in the word and with the word. My word of the day is resilient. Yes. And to be resilient is to withstand something tough. It is to be bended, to be broken, to be stretched, but being able to bounce back. Mm. And I think that everyone sitting on this couch has been resilient. I think all of you out there watching have been resilient because you're still here, right? Yeah. Everyone knows someone who didn't make it to 2023. Mm -hmm. Some of us know someone that didn't wake up this morning. Yeah. So to go through all that we've been through, molestation, divorce, abuse, abandonment, all of those things, death, Mm. And to withstand those things that were tough and to be bended and to be broken and to be stretched, but being able to sit here and bounce back, we are all resilient. And as we walk and identify our non-negotiables even further in our lives, understand that everything that you've been through, your journey, mm. all the ups, the downs, the trials, the tribulations, the tests, you were only standing here, A, because of God's grace, mm. but B, because of your resiliency. So take that word with you, resilient, um, pat yourself on the back, give yourself a round of applause for making it through what you made it through because no one knows what it took to walk through your shoes. No one knows what it took to walk through your shoes. And we are all standing on these, sitting on these couches, resilient. Yeah. And before we end, I don't know when this is going to air the date, but I just want you all to keep the people 
this is so off the topic, but um, keep the people of Turkey and Syria who mm. in your prayers. Yes, absolutely. Those thousands and thousands and thousands of people yeah. who lost their lives. Yeah. I just want Amen. to say a prayer for their family. Yes. For their country. Yes. And that God would show his grace and and heal what's going on and heal the hearts of those who have lost absolutely loved ones yeah. yes absolutely so, so beautiful thank awesome you all. family mm-hmm. well thank you so much it has been a pleasure on this episode talking about the c word um, <laughs> um so stay tuned for another episode of it's non-negotiable, non-negotiable. bye